0: hey there this is straight talk no sugar added i am your host nina perez and we are here to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking let's do this hey guys this is nina perez and this is straight talk no sugar added thank you so much for being here this show is created to discuss life topics to challenge and transform your thinking I'm really excited today. I have this amazing young man here. His name is Jeff Badu, and he is a parallel entrepreneur and a wealth multiplier. He is a licensed certified public accountant and the founder and CEO of Badu Enterprises, LLC, which is a multinational conglomerate that owns several key companies. He is extremely passionate about financial literacy and currently hosts various literacy workshops throughout the country. And that is why I wanted him here because I was reading some stories about him on LinkedIn and I realized that he is doing things. He's not just uh, he's not just talking the talk, he's walking the walk. And I really am so grateful to you, Jeff, for being here and spending this time with me. You know, this is really important to me and to my listeners, right? So what I try to do, is to connect with you and then connect you to to the people that listen, right? So that's super important this time that we spend together. So Jeff, if you don't mind, first of all, did I say your name right? Is it Jeff Badu? Yes,
2: that is exactly correct. Okay, I just
0: want to make sure I didn't <laughs> butcher that. Um, sure. If you don't mind, can you tell us just a little bit more about yourself? I just gave a little synopsis, but I'd love for to sure. just hear from your own words. Who are you, Jeff?
2: Yeah, so definitely appreciate you for having me, um, you know, basically... I essentially, I was born and raised in Ghana, which is on the west side of Africa, and ultimately came to the U.S. when I was eight years old, and, you know, basically, I had migrated here with my older sister, and my parents had already been here, so they won, they won the immigration lottery, and then my older sister and myself, we came to the U.S. with them a few years later. So when I was eight, um, I was forcibly thrown into a neighborhood called Uptown in Chicago, which for those who may not know, Uptown wasn't the most pleasant place to put a child, especially a young male, you know, a child that just came to America in the neighborhood. No fault of, of anybody, of course. But let's just say that I was headed down the wrong path, the wrong direction. And it took a long, very, very long time to pick things back up, Right. Let's just say I was surrounded by the wrong group, the wrong crowd, Um, you know, basically not the most like-minded friends that you want a child to be associated with. So long story short, fast forward to 20, um, basically, so 2001 was the year I came here when I was eight. And then in 2008 is when I went back to Ghana when I was 16 on a family trip. And that's when I discovered my purpose in life, which is to inspire and support the super hungry take hold of infinite resources in order to create an abundant lifestyle. Mm -hmm. How I came about that was all the things that I was doing leading up to 16, I saw struggle firsthand. I saw with my own two eyes, a lady that had two babies wrapped around her back and with apples, oranges, right? She had a basket full of apples, oranges, whatever it took to make ends meet. And I took a step back and I said, you know what? I meant to help that person. I'm meant to be a part of the solution to scarcity poverty or poverty or, you know, any term you put it out there. And instead, transition people to abundance, right, into the riches, into learning about financial literacy. And I said, that person right there is super hungry. They're super hungry physically, they're super hungry mentally, and they, they need more, right? And I feel like if they had more, they would do more. If they had more, they wouldn't have two babies wrapped around their back selling apples, oranges, whatever it took to make ends meet. So that's where the term super hungry comes from. My purpose statement Mm -hmm. that I'm meant to help those who want to be helped. And when I looked in her eyes, I said, wow, you want to be helped. But I didn't have the resources at the time. I didn't have the knowledge. I didn't have the education. And so what I do now is I equip people with financial literacy education through either our foundation, through either... Um, just the services we offer within a Badu Enterprises brand. And basically, you know, at the age of 16, I started working 10 times harder, right? I started getting better grades. I surrounded myself with more like-minded people. And my spiritual life got 100 times better because Mm. I started going to church. I started being a youth leader. I had a mentor who was in the church. And then I also had a close friend who was in the church as well. So everything turned around. That was a turning point in my life. That was a light bulb that shined. And I was able to go to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, got a bachelor's and a master's degree. I was the first person from my high school to get accepted at the U of I, Urbana-Champaign. That's awesome. And while I was there, I built my business plan, which is Badu Tax Services, LOC, and you know was able to do taxes for free for people. And then- Right. I was also an intern at a company called PricewaterhouseCoopers or PwC. And in 2015, I passed my CPA exam, got my license in 2016. After one year full time experience with PwC, mm-hmm. left the company in 2016, started my own firm wow. that's now known as Badu Tax Services, LLC, which is a part of the overall umbrella of Badu Enterprises, LLC, which is the multinational conglomerate in the finance industry.
0: You know, that's pretty an amazing story, right? And it, it really shows you how we all really do have a purpose, right? You had to actually step out of Ghana, right? Is it Ghana, right? You had to step out in order to go back mm-hmm. to, get, to get the revelation you got, right? Yeah, because exactly. I wonder, I wonder who you would have become had your family not gotten the lottery and you not left, mm-hmm. right? That's because you, maybe you would have uh, not looked at it that way because you would have been around it so much that you wouldn't have noticed. Exactly. Right? Yeah. It's sometimes you have to step out in order to realize what's happening. Isn't that exactly. something?
2: Yeah, it's true. I mean, sometimes you have to go through tragedy in order mm-hmm. to truly get to success. And to be honest, I don't really think you can truly become successful if you haven't really gone through mm. like an experience, right? We need humbling moments. We need humbling experiences Mm -hmm. to really take us there. I think it makes the journey that much more enjoyable and the rewards that much more fruitful, you know, because you've actually gone through the struggle and you know what happens if you don't make it. You know what happens if you're not successful. (laughs) Right. Go right back to the old way.
0: Well, failure teaches you a lot, right? I mean, exactly. you know, have hard times and failure is, you know, it's just feedback. It just gives you knowledge and power and thoughts, exactly. and that's pretty powerful for you to 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 uh, go and say, "She needs me. She needs somebody," and I'm going to do something about it. Most 16 year olds don't think like that. Do you think that you know, living here and going? that road you were headed to right you know you said you were headed through having bad friends not going the right direction and all of that while you were living in Chicago right yeah exactly do you do you feel like even though that was a struggle and what you were going through seeing what you did when you went back to Ghana did that show you that maybe you had more here than you than she did there and that's where the light bulb went out like we could do better
2: yeah basically you know what I mean I've been equipped with financial resources. I've been equipped with an opportunity that not many people get. And so to right. be able to come to America and to be able to have this opportunity where very, very few people got it, I'm like, well, why am I throwing this opportunity away? Let me right. embrace it. And let me actually go out and work harder. Let me go out and get it. So it really took me going to Ghana to really realize how much right. more I have in life. That's so good. And it was that, like, there is no turning back from here
0: at all right but that's that's such a you're teaching such a good lesson just in that right I mean you don't even have to talk about everything else you do you could just talk about that and transform people's lives I'm also I was also born and raised in the projects in a lot of poverty right Mm -hmm. and I worked my tail off to get to where I am today and I realized that when when I speak to, to people around me who are still in that mindset of you know living in in that poverty mentality I don't relate anymore because I just I'm not there anymore right But what you're saying is so enriching because, yeah, you're teaching them financial literacy, but through your life and you showing, hey, guys, listen, I actually came here not really knowing this country and had to like try to fit in because that's hard enough already. Right. The culture is different. The people around you are different. Your environment is different. That's already scary when you're a kid, you know, and then. You are in a place where um, there is a lot of opposition. You're seeing a lot of like, um, you know, maybe gang life around you and things you're not supposed to be seeing, right? And even with that, you rose above, right? So that's to show you that you're coming from two different places where you had some struggle, right? Where you came from your country to find a better life. And while you were here, you were struggling. So people can't come with you and no excuses, huh, Jeff?
2: (laughs) Yeah, not at all. There's definitely no excuses when it comes to, you know, the world we live in, because the thing is, we all are, we're all able to live a certain journey. And the nice thing about life is we all go through our own experiences. So there's absolutely no excuses. I mean, when it comes to it, because anybody can do it. Anybody can go out there and get it.
0: Right. Well, I mean, you're one of those guys that's a go-getter to begin with, because Right after even you you, you said, okay, I'm going to do something about this, you actually put action to that, right? Most people will say mm-hmm. it, but there's no action. So not exactly. only did you end up doing action, then you you graduate from school, then you go into working for someone, then you're like, you know what? I'm just going to start my own thing, like <laughs> a year later. Like, who does that, right? So so you're obviously somebody who says, when you're going to do something, you're just going to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, that seems like your personality,
2: Yeah, I mean, you've got to put your mind to it because if you don't do it, then like, I mean, what was the point of even starting it? What was the point of even writing Mm -hmm. it down? What was the point of anything? So you've got to, for me, my life literally depends on the things that I do. So if I don't do something that I say I'm going to do, then it's almost as if I die, basically.
0: Wow. That's wow. So your word is bond. That's amazing. So let me ask you this, Jeff, when you came back, at 16 years old because how long were you there how long did you go visit
2: just three months
0: three months that's a long time so you got to see a lot right you got to see a lot in three months because you got to experience it you got to see the woman with the babies and and the fruit and all of that but then you also since that woke you up you probably were aware of a lot more right
2: oh yeah yeah i mean i was like man that that fellow that's down the street that's fixing that car and you can tell that man if only if only if he had more, if only if he had more knowledge, if only if he knew how to run that business. Right. He probably wouldn't be the one that's under the car. He would be the one that's basically in the office, running a team and just living the most abundant life that he can possibly think of.
0: Was that tough for you to transition coming back? When you when you guys left Ghana and came back to the States, were you still in the same environment here at the States? Like, were you still living in Chicago, still in the same area and all of that when you came back?
2: Yeah, same, same, um, same city, same neighborhood, different people, completely different people. Mm. So I literally told my, so, you know, when you're gone for that long, you tend to lose certain relationships if you Mm -hmm. haven't been keeping in touch with them. So that was something I had going for me because the folks that I was hanging around with, they just they they sort of wanted off. Unfortunately, some people went to jail. Some people died. Right. It, it, it was a lot of crazy things that happened. But right. overall, I yeah, I just had to surround myself with new like minded people. Wow. And to be honest, these weren't even new people. These were people that are already there. I just didn't notice that mm. they were there for me. Right. That they wanted to help me. I always was sort of naive. I always was sort of closed-minded to them. And I didn't want to hear what they wanted to say. Oh, go to church. I'm like, you know, church isn't cool, basically. I was the guy that was trying to fit in, trying to be the cool kid. But then when I went to Ghana and saw that these are people that can potentially help me help somebody else, I'm like, I need to hang around with these people more often.
0: Wow. That's powerful, right? Because um, the literacy program that you teach, is it to the youth?
2: Yeah, so basically, you know, we have the Badu Foundation that was formed in April of 2020. And we teach financial literacy Yeah, to kids aged 6 through 18 on oh, topics such as budgeting, saving, investing, and scholarships.
0: That's amazing. You know, and something that they don't teach in schools. They need to be teaching this. Right. Sure. Most of us sure. are not educated like this in school. We're not. We have to wait till we get to college to learn something like this. Or if we have a parent that's savvy and teaches us, otherwise we don't get educated like that. Right. And are you, are thing, you learning I that? Yeah. Yeah, I
2: didn't even learn that in college. That's the right. sad part. Like, mm. and I was an accounting major. I didn't learn right. financial literacy for myself. Wow. I learned how to manage the books of other companies, but they never told me, hey, this is how you do your budget, right? This is how you save money. This is how you wow. invest. They didn't really teach me that. They only told me about how do I invest for other companies, other people, right? But I'm like, okay, well, what about my finances? They didn't right. teach me that. And I can imagine for a non-accounting major what they're learning that's, you know, in the aspect of financial literacy.
0: Right. Wow. So you're you you have, you're filling in a big hole, a big gap, yeah. right? Exactly. Because, I mean, even you yourself had to like be self-taught, basically. So and now, you know, the powerful thing about this, Jeff, is you're teaching children something they're not going to learn somewhere else, but something they will use for life. This is like for life, right? It's a life skill. It's not like, you know, um, you're just teaching them how to wash a car or go cut grass. Like, this Mm -hmm. is serious stuff because most of our kids really don't know what that is. They don't. And and I know coming from a poverty background that most Mm -hmm. most of us are not taught that and nor are we corrected in bad behaviors either, right? It's Mm -hmm. always about the most expensive sneaker, the most expensive car, the most expensive shirt. And meanwhile, you're broke, you know, so it is a it's it's a learning curve but it's something that needs to happen i love though that you're you're coming at it not just financial literacy but if somebody's asking you to also like speak into their life because of the area that they live in, you have you can speak into that too you're not just coming and saying i'm just teaching you something because i you know i just feel like teaching you but also because you understand it right Exactly. exactly that's amazing so did do have you been um seeing like some results with the with the classes that you're teaching and everything because you just started this is recent it's like a year right a little over a year how's that going how's it going
2: yeah we started a month after the COVID-19 pandemic (laughs) began.
0: yeah why not right (laughs)
2: Right, (laughs) exactly so so when we started it had three students which um, two out of the three definitely gained a lot of value out of it and you know they're they've been able to improve their financial literacy so they've been able to find ways to make more money like taking surveys online, for example. They've been able to learn more about saving, so they've been saving more money. And they've been been more aware when it comes to finances. This year, we have 30 students. Our program is in June. So June of each year is our main program that we do. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, the students have already received their materials for this year, and they'll – For example, we send a book such as Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I have three books that I wrote, one of them being Infinite Expansion, How to Infinitely Expand Your Vision of Abundance, right? So to read books like that, they're getting budgeting, um, you know, worksheets so they can fill out a budget, put their savings go, this is how much money I want to make over my lifetime. So it's certainly making them more aware when it comes to this topic and it's increasing their financial literacy. And the nice thing is their parents also get to learn at the same time. Right. And some of these kids are pretty young. You know, you're talking about a six year old hopping on the Zoom. Right. Usually they're bringing their parents with them and so they're learning. And now it's like, you know, everybody's teaching, everybody's learning, sort of thing. So it's been great so far for sure.
0: That's amazing. Are you um seeing any difference between how what age is a six to what? Six to
2: eighteen.
0: 18, are you seeing a, a difference in in getting the material faster between the younger and the older, or are they pretty much individual uh, as far as getting so, actually getting it?
2: Yeah, to be honest, we don't have enough data to determine that because right. in our first group, we had a 14-year-old and then we had a 9-year-old. Okay. So the 14-year-old got the material pretty good, but the 9-year-old was... Basically, they got it. Right. But of course, the 14 year old would probably know a bit more because they, right. they have more experience in life. But the nine year old also did a great job, though. We were playing games such as cash flow right, by um, Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad. And they were able to actually make some That's good moves, amazing. make some good investment decisions.
0: Sure. That's amazing! I am so impressed by you right now. Holy cow, that's amazing! I I'm, I'm just loving this. because I, I I love I I teach children um how to cook. I have okay. a business that I teach children how to cook, and some of those kids have gone on to culinary school, and some of them have gone on to have side hustles and businesses with cooking and stuff like that. And it is so it's so impactful, right? When you see that yeah. somebody that you poured into pouring into others or pouring or pouring their life to do something with it and exactly. that's something that you know comes back to you right it just comes back to you Jeff and I'm really proud about what you're doing so thank you for spending this time with me but I don't want you to go just yet I want you to let us know how I I know that you said it started in June is it a year program or uh, just a few months or how do how do you work that
2: yeah so basically this year um Every Saturday in June from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central, we have 30 students that are learning financial literacy on different topics. Mm -hmm. So essentially, it's a one month program next. So, you know, we got 30 students this year. Next year, we plan to have 100 students. And that's not just in Chicago, but across the U.S. essentially. And our goal at the end of the day, our goal is to have 100,000 plus students. Mm -hmm. and doing a program once a day, basically, or doing something once a day for people to get engaged and learn about financial literacy.
0: So you're doing it for the month of, uh, so they do it for a month, for the month of June? Exactly, for the month. And then you wait until the following year and then do another month or so, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, we do check in with them throughout the year. So we send them resources throughout the year. So we might send them a book, we might send them an article. And we check in with them, we say, hey, how's everything going? Yeah. How's the finances going? Um, and by the way, they get a five hundred dollar scholarship if they complete the program each year.
0: Oh, that's wonderful.
2: Yeah. yeah. So if you got a six year old, they can they can win a scholarship for twelve years, right? Okay, so, okay. Exactly. So that's another component. And so the, so they,
0: the students come back year after year? Is that what happens? Yeah, as long as they oh, apply. Oh, got so it. As long as
2: they reapply, they're in the program. So you're talking about a potential 12 year relationship, a 12 year commitment to learning about financial literacy. And then when they become wonderful. 18. When they become 18, they can teach, they can be an instructor of the program.
0: Wow. Wow. What a big vision. Holy Toledo. Okay. (laughs) You're not playing games here. Gotcha. All right. So, but can new students jump in when you, when they, when next year, like when they, when you have it up again, can they jump Mm -hmm.
2: in? So that's a nice thing. Last year we had three, this year we have 30. So that means we accepted 27 new students.
0: Okay. So those three came in this year. Got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. Next
2: year we'll have 100, the following year we'll have 300, then we'll have okay. 1,000, then we'll have 3,000, then we'll have 10,000, then we'll have 30,000, right. then we'll have 100,000.
0: I hear you. Impacting exactly. a billion lives. I got it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you ever thought about taking this type of program over to Ghana? Or?
2: Oh, yeah. We actually have a partnership um, with a fellow that we've been able to connect with. Um, so the same person that connected us together actually connected me, me, me with that individual
1: Oh, that's and we're wonderful. now a
2: partner, a sponsor of their programs in Ghana. And we do plan to take our programs to Ghana as well. Okay. And we plan to utilize that partnership as the vehicle to get into Ghana.
0: Oh, man, this is awesome. All yeah. right. So, what we need to do is put you in every school system in the country, is what needs to happen. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean,
2: <laughs> for sure. I mean, our <laughs> end goal is to make every single person on this planet financially literate. Right. Until we've achieved right. that goal we haven't done our job.
0: Basically. Right. And, the, and truth be told, I think that that's the only way to get people out of that poverty mentality and to, to actually do something with their lives, as opposed to thinking they have to depend on a system, a right. government or whatever. So good for you, Jeff. That's amazing. So let me ask you this. I know mm-hmm. that the program had already started, so that's fine. How do people mm-hmm. support what you're doing? Cause I'm assuming Absolutely. that this is a big project, right? So I'm just, I'm okay. uh, just going to ask, is it something that people can donate to and, and support as well? Or how does that work?
2: Yeah. So we, one thing about this project or this foundation is we want it to be a community effort as well. So Good. we don't want to just be the ones pouring our dollars into the foundation. We want it to be like, Hey, we're equipping the students with the you know, financial literacy resources but hey, community, you guys have some money. Let's fund the scholarships, at least. Let's fund some materials. Yeah. So with that being said, we do need funds to fund the programs to teach Great. the kids. So, like you know, anybody can go on our website right now, at badufoundation.org. Okay. And that's badufoundation.org, badufoundatio org and with that, you can make a donation in any amount. We have a GoFundMe campaign that's going right now, and we'll have one each and every year, each and every time. And then we also have our PayPal donation that you can make. All donations are tax deductible, since of we course. are five hundred one c three Of
0: <laughs> and you're a tax guy for goodness sakes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's wonderful, Jeff. I'm proud of you. And I'm proud of what you're doing. Um, and I love that you're impacting the world the way you are. And I, I mean, I was just excited to talk to you from the moment I read your story, because I'm like, this guy is doing things and I want to know what he's doing. So... <laughs> I want to thank you very much for spending your time here with me and for giving us this information because, I mean, I'm already like my brain is already like going, right? Like all these kids that I talk to all the time and mm-hmm. my grandson and even all of them, mm-hmm. was like this is impactful because they really don't know, Jeff. They really right. don't know, yeah. you know, yeah. um, and and we got to get our kids savvy. We got to get them out there, you know, starting their own little entrepreneurial you know, gigs and stuff like that. These kids got it. We just got to teach them the right way, right? Exactly.
2: Exactly. Yeah, we we prefer to start them young because, you know, as, as a young kid, as a young child, that's when your mind can easily be,
1: mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. not not necessarily even manipulated, but that's when your mind can be filled with information that can impact you for the rest of your life.
1: Yeah. So
2: we're hoping that this abundance mentality, that this wealth mindset, will take them away from the poverty, the scarcity mindset that we've all always been known, you know, especially people that look like myself, they can be able to take the resources that we give them, make something more out of it. And hey, who knows, generations that come after that, they become abundant and wealthy as well.
0: And one thing I learned, um, you know, coming out of uh, poverty and the projects as well is when you get that mind right, you don't fit there no more. You know what I mean you you yeah. start to you start to you start to elevate a bit and you start to realize you're not comfortable in that skin anymore of being you know oppressed and being you know poverty and being in that place and that's what we want right we want to pull our youth out of thinking that they need to be in gangs, or you know, uh, commit a crime, or not act right in school. You know, it is cool to know what you're doing in school, and a lot of kids used to think that that wasn't cool, so they thought it was fun to be the class clown and all that kind of stuff. You know, but we gotta, we gotta make, um, you know, we have to make education sexy, you know, and and the fact that it is a beautiful thing, and we don't have to wait till we're in our twenties and thirties and forties to figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. That's right like That's sometimes uh, my grandson he's uh he's uh 12 and he'll be like oh I don't want to go to school and I'm like no you should love to go to school I mean you're learning your brain is growing you know but they they get frustrated with school so mm. but this kind of stuff Jeff mm. is needed because I think that they can see how they can apply this in their life right a lot of times when you're teaching them. Spanish or French or whatever they're just like I don't want to learn this stuff but if you're teaching them dollars you're teaching them money (laughs) right and you're teaching them how to have it and live Mm -hmm. in a place where they don't always have to be struggling or hearing no you Mm -hmm. know I think what you're teaching is a beautiful thing so thank you so much for doing that and for using your life the way you do bravo definitely appreciate it yeah Thank you, Jeff, for being here. And um, you already gave us the website, your Mm -hmm. books, are they available to purchase anywhere or?
2: Yeah. So we have the Infinite Expansion book, Infinite Expansion, How to Mm -hmm. Infinitely Expand Your Vision of Abundance.
1: That's That's available on
2: Amazon. And then my two other books, which include Seven Figures, How to Become a Millionaire and The Legendary Asset, Six Reasons Why, you should own real estate are both available on jeffbadu.com. I'll be
0: picking those up. Okay.
2: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know kids, real estate, but I want to get into it. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. And the kids are reading the same book, by the way, they, these oh, are the types of books that we're giving them. Yeah, and plus Rich Dad Poor Dad as well. Yeah. But yeah. Those books can be you know, purchased on the website, jeffbadu.com. Perfect. And basically any proceeds we get actually goes to the foundation
0: as well. And what about your business? What is it that you do at your business? Is it just a tax a tax firm or?
2: Yeah, so basically, to keep it short, Babu Tax Services is a CPA or tax firm that does okay. tax preparation, tax planning, and tax representation for individuals and businesses across all 50 states in the U.S. And we also have clients in over 20 countries now at the moment.
0: Oh my goodness gracious. You're doing too much at your age. I'm like, I got to catch up. Anyway. <laughs> Jeff, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I do. I appreciate you. you. And guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. This man is doing some things. You have zero excuses for not doing anything. You have to do something. So please get on there. I'll put and make sure I link all of Jeff's information below. Make sure that you follow that. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review. We will be here soon. This is Nina Perez. This is Straight Talk, no sugar added. Until next time. Make sure that you visit our website at Straight Talk No Sugar Added, where you can subscribe to our show on iTunes and Stitcher or anywhere you listen to your podcast or on YouTube so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about our show, that would be awesome too. If you like this show, you might want to check out our book as well. It's Hit Me With Your Best Shot, How I Over came a hard-hitting life. I am Nina Perez, and I am here for you. If you are looking for private coaching, make sure that you email me at hello at com. Until next time.
1: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop.